Welcome to the Podiatry Business Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnella, podiatrist and health business mentor. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring podiatry clinic owners to make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Hello and welcome to episode number 16 of the Podiatry Business Podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnella, podiatrist and podiatry business mentor. Uh, The title of today's podcast is How to Improve Your Productivity and Profits in Your Podiatry Clinic. So really, when I take on a new client, they are looking for a magic bullet to... Uh, transform their clinic to get them to the position where they can earn more, work less, and ultimately live a better lifestyle. What they mean by that is essentially to to not have to be there all day, every day, treating patients, yet still have financial freedom and security. And they're assuming that there's some secret, single secret thing that they need to do to make sure that this happens, that this is the outcome that they get. And to be honest, the secret is there is no secret. What you have to do as a business owner to make sure that you make sufficient profit to reach the goals that you want both professionally, business-wise, and personally is you need to be highly productive. So the only thing that we really can't make more of is time. And... What you'll often find with most um, business owners you'll speak to, and I find this when I start working with a new client in my um, coaching program, is that they feel like they've been pulled hither and thither, and there's not enough time to get everything done. And the secret, I believe, is that you need to be highly productive. Now, highly productive doesn't mean you have to work really, really hard. What it means is that you use your time because you have only the same amount of time as everyone else on the planet. You use that time really, really well. And you don't necessarily have to pack it full of things, but you just use it cleverly. So it's it's not as hard as it might seem. There's a few steps to doing this. So the first step would be you'd need to diarize um, your week, your day, and your year. Um now, you can do this either digitally, you can do it um, with a, a regular diary, whatever way you want to do it. Um, personally, what works really well for me is I have a large A4 diary, um, which has the single page for every day. And what we mean when we, we diarize is we write down what's going to happen every single day um, going forward. So... What you might do is you might um, start on a Monday or even on a Sunday night. Say, this is what I'm going to do each single day. These are the things that I want to get done. And you'll you'll uh, break it down like that. So with my coaching clients, what we'll tend to do is we'll come up with some goals for, say, the, the following year. But we break that those goals down into um, bite-sized pieces, like maybe a 30-day sprint or a 90-day sprint. Um, with one or two large goals and some smaller ones in them. 
but we'll diarize that so we'll we'll make sure that there's time set aside in their diary to do so um so that they're they're focused on what they need to get done the second thing um that second step to getting more done and being productive is to have a list but not to have a long list to have a short list so if you have a list of 5, 10, 15 items that you need to get done over a short period of time, chances are you won't get them done because you'll be overwhelmed. So I would always feel it's more appropriate and what works better is to have a very short list. So you might have a list on your Monday morning for the week of two to five items. And every day you might tackle one or two of those items. And you will stick to that item and not move on from it until you have that item finished. So you'll have a short list in order of uh, relevance and what needs to be done. You'll start on the first one and you won't move on to the second, third or fourth until such time as the first one is done or is in hand to be almost done. So a short list um, will work better. Third step that works really well and I would encourage my coaching clients to do so is to time block so this is kind of in conjunction with having your list and your diary so what you'll do is you will block out chunks of time in your day and in your week but uh, particularly in your day that you're only doing one task so what that might mean is today I'm going to one of my um, roles today might be I'm going to write a blog and I'm going to write a newsletter to my patients. So you might block out time from 10 a.m. to 10.45 to do the blog, and you're not doing anything else. And then you might have time blocked out from 11 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. to write a newsletter to your patients. So by blocking time out in your diary, either online or in um, a physical diary, you're sticking to the routine and you're working through the list and you'll find by doing this that you're not moving from step to step or task to task and as you look back at it you will progress through your list your short list of items for that day or for that week and you will get stuff done the fourth step um, is to have no distractions so this is pretty self-evident what you can't have is people calling in Uh, distracting you with this and that or your emails going off. So you need to make sure that you are in an environment where you're not going to have any distractions. So for me, when I'm working on certain projects, I I would do them from home where the house is quiet and I'd have my phone turned off. I would turn off my emails um, and work knows not to be contacting me because I'm not available. When I go to work, I'm doing work, uh, clinical work. And when I'm at home, I'm not. So by combining these things, um, diarizing, having a relatively short list that you work through in order of um, importance, that you're blocking time out to do uh, certain tasks and you're eliminating uh, your distractions, you will find that you will make slow and steady progress, which is the way that you will improve your business. The people who actually get stuff done they are the people who end up with a successful business because over time they progressively uh, make, get more and more momentum. 
um, in the book Great to, or Good to Great by Jim Collins, he calls it the flywheel effect, whereby doing one task after another task after another task, you start to gradually get momentum and your business starts to take off. Whereas if you start at this, um, start and have a big long list and look at it and think, where am I going to start and try and do everything together, you'll end up getting nothing done properly. Now, they're the, the four main things that you need to do to, p- to improve your productivity. A few other pointers I would suggest is, as a clinic owner is you need to learn to delegate. And us podiatrists are not particularly good at this because we tend to have a... Um, we tend to be quite critical of ourselves and we hold ourselves to a very high standard. Now, this is not a bad thing when it comes to medical treatment, and I totally understand that. We, we feel we can't make any mistakes. But when it comes to allowing other members of staff to do the tasks that we do, we have difficulty letting go of the reins. But unless you delegate your tasks, your, your, your more menial tasks or tasks that you can train others to do, and keep for yourself the tasks that either A, you enjoy, or B, that uh, no one else is able to do, such as the accounts, um, writing a blog that week that you know that you're particularly good on the topic. If you don't delegate tasks, you won't be able to get as much done, and your productivity of your clinic and your business will will be significantly reduced. So um, if I give an example of that, um, when I first started to do marketing i would do a weekly blog and that would be added to an email and that would be sent out every week to our patients now what happens is i have my marketing manager who i've trained she will uh, be in charge of that and what she does is she passes that blog on to one of the members of staff staff and has them write the blog as she needs it to be written she then takes that puts that into the email and that's sent out to the patients uh, every week Whereas if I was to hold on to that because I felt she wasn't going to do it exactly like I wanted her to, exactly like I would do it, well then that would just be another thing on my list and my overall ability to get stuff done, to hire ticket jobs done, um, would be would be less. So you have to learn to be able to delegate. Now when I say delegate, I don't mean abdicate. So the difference between abdicating and, and delegating is when you're delegating, you teach someone how to do it. You... Um, you trust them that they ha- they know what to do and then you check how they're doing it and you hold them accountable for that. Abdication is you maybe train them once or not very well or maybe not at all, tell them to do it and then you don't really check up or hold them accountable um, for how they've done the task and then you wonder why it's not done properly. So it, it, it there's an art to delegating. It's not just simply ab- abdicating. So if you're a podiatry clinic owner and you're listening to this and you're wondering, how do I make more profit so that I don't have to work 40, 50, 60, even 70 hours as I heard last week? Um, The answer is implementation, i.e. productivity of non-clinical tasks. And this is done by a step-by-step process where you diarize, you have a short list, you block time out to do those single tasks and you um, eliminate distractions, but also by getting your staff um, to help you. So delegating to them, holding them accountable. Now, if you haven't got any staff at this point, that doesn't mean you can't pass on um, tasks, non-clinical tasks. Um, With the advent of the internet, 
you can have a virtual assistant. So a virtual assistant will be somebody who works um, in a different place to you, who may not be a staff member of yours, and they're able to to do a lot of these tasks for you, um, such as your social media, such as your accounting, and so forth. Um, But getting stuff done and realizing that you can't do all of it and the stuff that you do is um, done in a logical, uh, chronological way is the secret to scaling up your business and by scaling up your business, improving your profit and having a better quality of life. If you think that simply treating more and more patients as the clinic owner is the answer to improving your profits, you're categorically wrong. It's actually the more the less you treat patients and the more you work on running your business and getting implementing non-clinical tasks into your business and having other clinic members other podiatrists do the clinical work is how you scale your business and become more profitable earn more work less and live a better quality of life so at this point, what I would urge you to do is maybe have a look at how are you getting tasks done during the week. Maybe you're here and scare them, you're trying to squeeze them in here, there and everywhere. And maybe you need to sit down and have a think that maybe this is not the best way to do it. Get yourself a diary, whatever way it is. Make a list. Block time out to get those tasks done. And avoid distractions and start to see your business um, benefit from it. So until next week, this is Lorcan O'Donnell. Podiatry Business Mentor, signing off.